for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope that the week has been treating you well. Hope that it started off on a great note for you. Um, you guys, we got a new guest joining us this evening. She is family over here to the network, YRN 1328, that is. We got Life Coach and human development trainer, Lisa Tillman Page, is in the building, you guys, this afternoon. And we are going to have a great, uh, great time, great informative time, as you guys know we always like to do over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So I ask that you guys um, feel free to download our app. That's YRN1328, available on iPhone and Android for free. So you can listen not only to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but to all of the awesome platforms that we offer here over on your radio network, you guys. So if you're out there, you may have a question or a comment uh, for Lisa at any time. Feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And go ahead and press number one so you can join the conversation with us. And Let me tell you a little bit about Lisa, and then we're going to bring her on, you guys. And as I said earlier, Lisa is a human development trainer and life coach. Uh, She specializes in helping others realize that their life is worth the risk of making it amazing by the actions they take today. Uh, She works with young adults ages 18 to 25 and couples, co-parents, professionals, individuals, and groups, uh, in-person and virtual. So she is accessible, you guys, all across the board. And, of course, today we're going to be talking about an awesome uh, program that she has put together um, for college students. So if you have that high school student who is um, getting ready to jump uh, towards that college bound uh, pretty soon, this is the show for you. Um, so I definitely encourage uh, parents and uh, students as well to be listening to the broadcast tonight. Make sure you share the show on Facebook, Instagram, all that great stuff. Let everybody know that Lisa Tillman Page is in the building this evening, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to bring our guest in uh, so she can tell us all about herself and this awesome program that she has put together, you guys. So we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, 
Trent shows you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and this evening, you guys, we are joined by human development trainer and life coach, Lisa Tillman Page, this evening, you guys. And as I said, if you're hearing anything during the broadcast that you might have a question about, feel free to call in. Uh, the number is 347-326-9139. And as always, we appreciate those of you who are tuned in. I know a lot of folks are getting off of work and traveling and so far. So listen to the show, but listen to it safely. Make sure you're still paying attention to the road. Uh, so we're going to bring our special guest on here for you guys to learn even more about. Lisa, are you there? I am here. How are you, B-Fly? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am doing wonderfully well, wonderfully well. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Of course, I definitely appreciate you coming on to the show, and and we get to have a little chat time. Usually me and and Lisa are always around the boys, our our team over here (laughs) (laughs) on YRN, so we don't always get to have our own little, you know, chat. Session. We always surrounded by our, our bodyguards, as I like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That oh, is true. goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the folks out there who may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about who is Lisa Tillman Page. Well, I am truly honored to be on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I, I really am. Um, you know, and to be a part of the YRN 1328 uh, family. Um, And so those of you who do not know me, uh, my name is Lisa Tillman Page or Lisa DT Page, really. Um, And I am, I live in Georgia. I'm originally from Connecticut. Um, And a few years ago, it was dropped in my spirit that I needed to um, branch out on my own, take the leap of faith and become an entrepreneur and and do what I had been um, groomed to do, grown to do, um, that I was that I was born to do, and that was mm-hmm. um, help people live more authentic lives, help people realize mm-hmm. that yeah, in the in the daily mess that goes on, in the hecticness and the busyness, that you know we can actually make our lives amazing, and that's what we're supposed to do. And um, and I started I started this journey with myself um, about 20 years ago, just getting to know who I was, and and I'm really excited to to say that I am the most authentic me I've ever been. Meaning I know who I am. I know I know what I want. I know where I am in this particular time and space. And, and where mm-hmm. I would like to go. Um, and, and so I know my, you know, my ups and my downs, my, my flaws and my beauty marks, I know all of that about me, and I accept it all. And right. so, um, just, you know, want to wanna help people, you know, figure out um, and really kind of wade through and see who they are right here and right now and where they want to go. Um, right. And, you know, you know, you know, doing, doing your show and, and, you know, going through your life that you, that you do, that it's important that, you have a good sense of your own self, you know. Absolutely. Um, 
Absolutely. You know, I see your post on, I, I think it was, I'm, I'm almost positive it was today. I can't remember right now because um, I'm on <laughs> and off Facebook at different times. But I think it was today when you said you were having a little me time when you get some exercise time in. Yeah. That's the day or yesterday. Yeah. 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 And, and so, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's important. So, so many people don't do that. They think it's selfish mm-hmm. to have me time. They think it's selfish to, right. to do anything that's towards them, that they have to give any and every waking hour and second to somebody else. You know, and right, that's just not right. the case. That's just not the case. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, and I'm one of those people, I, I just believe that, you know, and I was, and I was one of those people who I gave more to other people than I gave myself, you know. So I uh-huh. found for me when it came to my time, I had lack of energy and lack of interest uh-huh. in doing stuff yeah. because yeah. I was so busy, you know, doing for other people. And I've learned that when I have those moments, you know, where I'm able to just, Focus on me and, and what's going on with me. I'm able to flow better um, as a person, you know, in, in general um, that way. So it is definitely, yeah. definitely much needed uh, with that. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, because, you know, we will go and give our last, our last energy, yeah. our last, you know, our, our last sandwich, our last whatever. We'll give it to somebody else, and then we're sitting there, and we're spent, we're just drained, we're hungry, and nobody is giving to us. And, it, and it's okay. Um, well, you should be around people who are feeding into you and who are kind of re-energizing you, but you should be absolutely. able to stop and plug yourself in and re-energize yourself. You should know who you That's are right. and where you are and say, okay, you know what, these are the things that re-energize me, so let me go on and do this because when I'm energized, I can give more energy. But, you know, we're supposed to give, we're not supposed to give our last of everything. We're supposed to give out of yeah. our overflow. So in order to give out of absolutely. your overflow, you have to fill yourself up first, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um, and, absolutely. And so I had to, I had to learn that. I had to learn that. One of my, uh, one of my best friends, she taught me. Uh, we were roommates, and and um, I was upstairs, and I asked her to pull something out of the freezer for me. She was just sitting downstairs on the sofa, and she said no. And I said no. She said no. And I said why not? And she said I, I just don't <laughs> feel like getting up right now. You know, she's like, I'm sure it's not going to be, you know, an hour or 30 minutes even before you come downstairs. I'm sure you're going to be able to come down here and then you can pull it out. And, and I was like, but I don't understand. And when I, B-Fly, when I tell you I was so perplexed, I, I couldn't understand it. And she said, Lisa, it is okay to say no and just do you. Yeah. And it was one of the most yeah. profound things. I mean, it, it stumped me for a while. I was, I, I, I was like feeling mad and confused and interested in what she had to say, but I was still kind of pissed, and I was I was so thrown <laughs> We were like, we were, I think we were, we were like 24, 25, and I was so oh confused, and, and so I was like, wow, and now, you know, and I thank her for that, because I realized it's okay, yeah. you know, it's okay to say no to other people, because when you say no to other people, you say yes to yourself, and it's okay to say Absolutely. yes to yourself, and, and recharge, and Absolutely. so, um, so I have a company, DT Page Consulting, and that's what we that's what we do. That's what I, I really try to do is help people to say yes to themselves um, in a in a healthy kind of way. Um, and I do that through life coaching. And like you said, I'm a human development trainer. Um, so um, the topics of 
um, conflict resolution, um, co-parenting, adult-child interaction, um, adult bonding, um, just uh, relationships, healthy relationships, uh, five love mm-hmm. languages, all of those things. Um, you know, people call them soft skills, and, and that's what they are, soft skills. And they're like, oh, you don't really need the soft skills. You need the hard skills, like how to, you know, fix a computer or build this or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. But if you, you, can, right. you can have all these wonderful skills, but if you can't relate to other people, if you don't know how to talk to Absolutely. people, if you don't know how to get through conflict, then nobody's going to want Absolutely. your skills. You know, absolutely. so um, yeah, so that so that's what so that's what I that's what I do, and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love training. I love coaching, um, and I and I consider it a privilege to partner with people in their lives. I don't sit there and tell them what to do. I help, you know, right. I ask them where they are and and you know where they want to go, and then we devise a plan, and I kind of help guide them through some things. So um, right, yeah, so right. that's what I do. That's what I do. Absolutely. And, and one of the great things I think you said is that right now in this time, you you find that you are your most authentic self that mm-hmm. you have ever been. And so, of course, on the show and in other broadcasts, we, you know, uh, with guests, we talked about, you know, getting to that point where you realize what your purpose is in this life and, and what you're supposed to do and just trying to find out, just trying to find your place in this world. Uh-huh. So when was that moment for you? When did you discover, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be? Like, yes, <laughs> I'm finally <laughs> like where I'm supposed to be. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny when um, I kind of shy away from titles and mm-hmm. I remember the first time someone said, Lisa, we want you to train some parents. And I said, train some parents? They said, yeah, we want you. And I said, what am I supposed to train them on? What? I don't know how to train. Said, Lisa, you do it all the time. I said, oh, no, we're just having conversation. They're like, no, you're leading the conversation. You're actually training. I said, huh? And it threw me. Um, and then I started thinking about it when I, you know, I started to go back in my mind of all the, the, the trainings that I didn't think they were trainings. I just thought they were conversations. And um, because no one put the training topic or the training title on it or called me a trainer. And I mm-hmm. realized that those times when I'm actually engaging with other people in meaningful ways, um, um, you know, either one-on-one or in a group setting, that those were the times I was most energized, that it was it was like we were really vibing off of one another. Right. And, you know, you right. know, you're standing in front of people or, um, you know, even when you're when you're on the radio and, you know, when people call in and, you know, and, and they say something, it kind of geeks you up, it kind of gets you going. And I realized mm-hmm. whenever I was in that kind of setting that it just really just ignited me and I felt so natural and so comfortable. Um, you know, just having those interactions and exchanges, and um, and and like and like they said, when I looked back on it, I was like, well, yeah, actually, I guess I have kind of been training people, um, and and it and it wasn't and it wasn't that I know I knew everything then or I know everything now, um, mm-hmm. but it was, but but I've been I've been really blessed to have the ability to connect on a real meaningful way with people. And I allow people to be themselves and, and let them know that it's okay to be themselves and, and give them some different kind of options, um, you know, based on what it is they might be looking for or what, however the conversation goes um, and, and mm-hmm. the training or the coaching session goes. So that's and, – and then the other thing is um, around that same time, people, other people started telling me, um, that, you know, I was a good public speaker or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I think one of the things, you know, when people are trying to figure out 
who, what they're supposed to be or who they're supposed to be in this world and what gifts they're supposed to bring. You know, they sit there and they rack their brains and all of this. But if you just kind of listen to what other people have said that you're good at mm-hmm. or, that, or you mm-hmm. think about the times when you felt the most alive, you felt the most on point with, with yourself, that everything just gelled and clicked and it was like boom, 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 and it was mm-hmm. effortless, that's what you're meant to do. That is exactly what you're meant to do. So, you know, you can ask people and say, you know, what am I good at? What have you, and, and if they tell you you're good at such and such, ask them to give you an example and ask different people. Um, and don't ask everyone who, you know, is going to be a yes person or, you know, they, they know you so well. Um, you do want to ask people who know you well, but you also want to ask other people who have been in different environments with you. Um, and I think right. that, that helps a lot too. That that really helps a lot Absolutely. too. So yeah, so that was Absolutely. so that was my that was my. Ooh, wait a minute! I kind of like this. And then I, I forgot <laughs> about it for a minute. And then every time I would get back um, and have the opportunity to to speak again, it was like boom! It was it, it was just there. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, today we're talking about um, a new program that uh, you, in fact, are are getting ready to kick off soon. And so tell the folks out there about this um, new program, because I actually think it's a great one. So tell them what you're getting ready to kick off. Okay, well, I actually, I, I actually kicked, I'm kind of, well, I'm not re, relaunching it. I, I launched it um, in January, and, um, and now it's time because it, it's fall and, um, you know, students are back in school and all of that. But um, it, it's a um, college student coaching program. And so before I actually get to what the program is, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the background and how it kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. So the the purpose of it is to support young adults between the ages of 18 and 25 uh, in their development of becoming successful adults. Um, they call it adulting. You know, yeah, I've heard a number of students, oh, man, adults. So actually I saw a post today, adulting is hard, and they put the cry face, the cry emoji on there, and, you know, and right. the birds and all of that. But, you know, <laughs> adulting is the process and the actions of stepping into full adulthood. Um, and mm-hmm. there is this, there is this thing, um, it's this unspoken law that says just because someone turns 18 that they're ready to take on the rights and responsibilities and the privileges of adulthood. And that right. truly, I mean, you and I have both been 18, between 18 and 25, Absolutely. and we know Absolutely. that is not the truth. You know, really that Absolutely. age range is really more of a testing and a proving ground to get yes. you to adulthood. Um, you know, yes. it's a trial and error phase. It's just a natural trial and error phase. But what we typically do as, as the full-fledged adults is we just kind of leave them to their own devices. We let them let them go and, um, you know, either because, uh, you know, our thoughts are, well, you know what, they'll learn from the school of hard knocks. I did it and I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me the person mm-hmm. I am today. Or, um, you, you know, we think, oh, I can't deal with their attitudes and, you know, um, they want to live their own lives, but they need to follow this and follow that. And, you know, they think they know everything. And, and so we just, you know, take our hands off. Um, and then we really take our hands off and we treat them as if they are irredeemable. Like there's just no hope for that, for that, you know, young person Absolutely. or whatever. They're just, and, and that's not the case. Um, and if I had a soapbox, moment or a soapbox issue, soapbox issue, it would really hang on those last two points, that we, we as adult, the full-grown adults can't deal with them and their attitudes 
or we treat them as if they're um, if they're irredeemable um, and like right. they don't care or I hate this one. Oh, they're just a lost generally generation. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we have this selective amnesia. We forget conveniently for right. us, but inconveniently for them, um, that our own what our own lives were like back then. You know, we were messy. Mm-hmm. We added to, We had an attitude. Um, we wanted mm-hmm. to take on the world, mm-hmm. but we didn't want the responsibility. We made bad choices, poor judgments. Um, you know, we, we didn't want to be like our parents or any other old person who was out of touch. Um, you know, um, we're sitting there looking at why are all these bills coming and why do they keep coming every month and why are they mm-hmm. coming to me? Can I pass this on to mommy <laughs> or daddy? <laughs> You know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, then if we, and then if we went to school, we're like, wait a minute, the student loan has to be paid now. What? And how much? <laughs> you know. <laughs> or you know, this is kind of aging myself. You know, some of us wanted to sit on the sofa and play Atari. We wanted to watch all my children or party all night and not think about, <laughs> not think about the fact that we had to get up and go to work in the morning. You know, go to but, work but we re- exactly. But we really need to stop it. We really need to stop it. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to remember what it was like and you know and and truth be told we wanted and they want someone to help guide them not necessarily tell them they well they not even necessarily they don't want someone to tell them what to do every step of the way how to do this and how to do that and when they step out of line which is what we tend to do um as the full-fledged adults um you know but they just want someone who they can confide in, who will help guide them, um, and and some of the situations they get in that aren't really that big of a deal, but if they don't right. have that, that person they can talk to, um, it becomes a major, major deal. Um, so, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you have yeah. a large, uh, and I know I've had friends who, who their parents, you know, they talked about how their parents have, have did some things, you know, in their life and growing up, uh-huh. but they never wanted to talk about it. You know, they never uh-huh. wanted to talk about <laughs> what happened. And so I find that oftentimes, like, you know, the, 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 the things that their kids got into could have been possibly prevented, you know, mm-hmm. had the parent mm-hmm. had those conversations on about, you know, certain things that went on. So I think as parents that sometimes we forget, like you said, we forget that we've been through things and we forget to be transparent with our kids and right. and, exactly. and let them know that, you know, things are going to happen. I think that when you try to, you know, mold your child into the, this perfect being um, is when it puts a lot of stress on uh-huh. them. You know, it puts uh-huh. a lot of stress. And I saw that for myself my freshman year of college. You know, girls uh-huh. who, you know, they, they were afraid to step outside and look at the sun because, you know, they, right. just, they were just – they. They had, you know, been brought up to, you know, you don't go anywhere, you don't do anything, you just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stay to yourself. And so, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, by the next semester, they they, they, they have lost control. Yes. <laughs> Got into some they stuff. They had that's no. right. They had wilded <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had this, I had this colleague, yeah. she, told me, um, she told me that her parents, I mean, she was extremely sheltered, and she said yeah. her parents told her, nothing good happened beyond the stop sign of the campus on either side. And for her first two years, she didn't go beyond the stop sign. I was just like, I'm sorry, what? She said, I didn't. She said, I wouldn't go to the store unless my parents drove up and they took me to the store or they called the local pastor and he came and got me. Or what? I was like, what? She said, yeah, they said nothing good happens beyond there, so I didn't go. I, she was serious, B-Fly. She was so serious and I was oh like oh my god okay and, and so you know I mean but 
And then after that, she well, she didn't get too wild after that the last two years. But she, you know, she said, well, then I then I learned that that wasn't true. And I, you know, after my friends laughed at me, and I started to have a little bit more fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to, you know, and I and I know that most of us do do it. Most parents, um, they kind of put those parameters and those scare tactics yeah. and the heavy hand, yeah. and they they put it on it because they don't want their children to go through what they went through. They don't want them to go through yeah. what the other thing, what the other kids that they saw went through. And so we we rule and we parent out of fear instead of out of giving them information and allowing Absolutely. them to be able to make decisions. Absolutely. And it's, you know, and and it's is, worse if you have, like, older siblings. Because for me, my siblings had already been to college. So by uh-huh. the time I got ready to go off to college, my brother and my sister are telling me all this stuff, like, yeah, you're going to be fresh meat on the campus. And so, like, I envision, like, I'm like a piece of meat on a chopping board, you know, just – Going out here into like a pack of wolves, you know, so I was like my freshman year, like, I mean, people tell you like I was like literally the hermit class, lunch room, like I because I was like, no, I can't socialize because, you know, like bad things are going to happen. So, <laughs> I was like brainwashed for like a long, a long time and I finally like eventually like, Oh, okay. You know, like okay, I can make friends now. I can. <laughs> but like that first, that first year, like you called uh-huh. me before I was in the room. I was studying for my test. I was reading all of my stuff. <laughs> kids would ask, like, "Do you want to go and get something?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I can't leave campus." <laughs> I was like devastated, I, and I still, I still tell my brother, and my sister to this day, like you guys had me so scared just to be on campus that first year. Like I, I'm glad I, I finally broke outside of that though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, my my sister, I have, I have one older sister, and um, and I don't remember her telling me anything about school, but probably. If she did, I didn't listen. I wasn't listening because I was kind of the know-it-all <laughs> younger sister. So I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. And I had gone to her campus a couple of times. But, you know, I mean, so there really wasn't anything. But uh, a lot of my friends thought that I was like this nerd because mm-hmm. um, by by 1130, I was sleeping. I liked my sleep. So 1130, I was sleeping. I was like, we don't need to go, no. Mm-mm. And then if we went to if we went out to a party, I mean, I'd stay up to like one or two, but after that, mm-mm. and they're like, "Oh well, let's we can stay out all night until the sun comes up." I'm like, "Why? I can see it when I get up." So, <laughs> so you have, you know, you have all sites, and then, and then, just like you and I are talking about, you have other people who are now influencing us and who are trying to influence. Say, hey, why don't you come on? And it might just be, "Come on, let's just go to the store." And we're like, "Oh no, I'm not going to the store," or "Let's go to this party," or "Let's do whatever it is." And so you want right. your young people, your young person, to be able to make a sound and wise decision. And now, does that all things always mean they're going to be able to make a decision? No, it doesn't. But you want them to have that foundation. And um, and it right. starts as early as I remember um, my daughter when she was I don't know, let's, let's say four or five, whatever. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this is what I'm this is what I'm cooking. Which vegetable do you want? And I'd give her a choice of three vegetables. And she got to choose choose two of them, and and so I'm like, you know, that is that is, you know, it's helping her make good decisions, you know, right? Um, and and so 
that was, um, you know, I think that was the, the start of it. But um, the, the truth be told, and, and not everybody recognizes this, not everybody knows this, and it's not an excuse for our 18 to 25-year-olds, um, but our brains are not fully developed until our mid-20s. So that's why you have mm-hmm. young people who make impulsive decisions or and make impulsive actions or they don't make the wisest decisions. And and so you think, oh, okay, just because they're 18 um, or just because they're 21, mm-hmm. then they can make all these, mm-hmm. you know, all these grand decisions. And, of course, right. I'm wholesaling it. Not everybody is like this. But the truth is, I mean, if you're human, your brain is not fully developed until your mid-20s. And so they mm-hmm. still need some more guiding. Um, shoot, Absolutely. you know, at my age, I need guidance from older people, too, you know, and from some younger people now, you know, <laughs> as, as well. So, um, you know, and, and no matter how much guiding we, we give them, no matter how much um, discipline or lessons or whatever it is we give them, um, they're still going to make some mistakes on their own just because that's just the way that you grow and develop um, some of the lessons you get and you grow and develop, we just hope that they're not too detrimental. I mean, my daughter is 23 now, and um, and when people, um, you know, when she was in the adulting age, where was she when she started the adulting age around 18, um, there were people say, "Oh, how's Kamaria?" And most of the time, I would say, "Oh, she's great, but she's still 18 or she's still 19." You know, y'all, y'all pray for her and me. You know, um, <laughs> because they still make these decisions. And and so, you know, they need us as adults to kind of guide them. And um, Mm -hmm. so as, so as I'm, you know, growing and grooming and, and, and helping my daughter in, you know, when she went to college, um, and and actually it kind of started um, in high school also, I kind of became like this foster parent, foster aunt to um, a number of great young people. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and so I call them my children by love. But these, you know, these now 20-somethings, they still even call me to this day, and they'll say, you'll call me mom or Miss Lisa and say, let's talk about life. Um, this one gentleman, I taught him how to, young one, one young man, I taught him how to fry fish. So um, and another one I taught wow. him macaroni and cheese. And they'll call me, it's like, oh, I'm bringing over the ingredients for macaroni and cheese. We need to talk. Or, you know, okay, we need to fry some fish. Or, okay, fine, come on and let's talk. Um, but through my experience with these young people, that's how I came up with this, this coaching program. Um, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it really kind of, it, it, when my daughter was a freshman, she went to Johnson C. Smith, and when she was a freshman, she called me and she said, you know, Mom, I didn't realize that everybody doesn't have a relationship with their parents like I have that's with true. you. Everybody can't talk to their mom. Absolutely. And I was like, no, they, they can't. And um, Mm -hmm. so then she would start calling me, oh, mom, um, you know, Tanya's going to call you, or this is Tanya's number, call her, she's having an issue, just kind of listen to her and do what you do. And, or, Mm -hmm. you know, Tony's going to call you, and this is his thing, you know, just do what you do with him, you know, kind of thing. And so I I started, you know, so I I had this this group of um, over, you know, a three and a half, four-year period, I had this group of like 20-something, of about 20 young 20-somethings, 18, 19-year-olds who would call me and, you know, tell me about things that were going on, and I'd kind of help them through. And some of them, you know, it was it was as serious as I'm pregnant and my parents are going to kill me, so mm-hmm. I can't tell them. And it's like, right. you, you know, you could not tell them all you want, but in the next couple of months, they will know. Um, right. You know, so it's better that you have this conversation. Um, there was this one, mm-hmm. one um, young man. Um, he didn't go to the school with my daughter, but um, he um, he did um, he did not want to go to the school that 
he that his parents said that's where the money was going, that's where he went. He was a mm-hmm. legacy. His uh-huh. father went there, his uncles went there, his grandfather went there. Um, they, oh. they all wanted him to pledge the same fraternity, and they all wanted him to be in the same. No pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure. <laughs> exactly. And, and they wanted him to be. Um, they wanted him to follow in the family business, and so they wanted him to go to business mm-hmm. school. And this young man mm-hmm. wanted to. He was. He was an artist. And he loved to draw, and he had no desire to do business at all. And, and so he, he didn't really want to pledge, and if he did, he didn't want to pledge that fraternity, and he just didn't like that school. He actually <laughs> wanted to go to community college. He was like, I can't tell wow. them. They're going to be so disappointed, and how am I going to? And, and so through through just the, the, the engagement with him and the conversations with him and kind of building him up to have this conversation, I actually helped. Have that help have that facilitate the conversation between he and his father, um, and mm. and I backed out after they were able to have it. Just like you know, I, I I coached the young lady through to talking to her parents. This is what you this is how you need to approach it. You know, and tell me a little bit about your parents and makeup and you know um, how their temperament is and all of that. And you know, and and right. just kind of telling her, look, you you know, you have made a choice. And you're staying by this choice that you made, good, bad, or indifferent. You need to go right. on and handle it. And so you can't shy away from it. You've got to go on and handle it. And so she was able to have the conversation. And so um, just through, I mean, and so those are like far ends of the spectrum. Some others are just, you know, um, right. you know I'm dating this guy and, you know, this is what's going on or, you know, why did this girl leave me or, you know, my advisor doesn't like me or, you know, I'm really not mm-hmm. eating in school and I don't know what to do because the, they, they don't have the food that I like and I'm hungry and I don't have, right. you know, so, so it's a, a variety of things depends on where the student is and, and what they were, what they were going through that we would talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, so I developed the college coaching program, and it has two parts. The first one is the college checkup, and that's like a 25-item assessment. And it talks about um, everything from academics to physical, mental, emotional health to relationships, mm-hmm. the relationship with your family, your friends, with the relationship with yourself. Um, it talks about your well-being, finances, um, you know, your future, self-confidence, all of those different areas. And it just kind of right. gives the students a baseline, and it gives me a baseline of where they are and what concerns they have. And and mm-hmm. from that, um, I do an evaluation um, of them and of, of their assessment, and um, I will give them, once I do the evaluation, so it takes about an hour and a half. We'll spend some time together, an hour to an hour and a half, and I'll say, okay, these, are, these seem to be the big things that stick out. And I might give them um, some resources. Okay, this is where you need to go, or these are some of the things that, you know, here I've got a, a, a vast library and I have um, various connections that I'm able to connect some people to. And so I'll, you know, send them different places or give them different numbers or um, give, or I'm the resource, and I work with them that way. And then there's a more in-depth um, evaluation that I do with them, and um, that goes to resources as well as I give them some next steps, and then we do a mm-hmm. follow-up on that. And actually, for your for your listeners, um, the first three people to go to DT Page Consulting, that's P-A-G-E, on Facebook and like my page, the first three will get a free analysis and a one-hour assessment with so one hour evaluation. So yeah, so go to dtpageconsulting.com on Facebook. I'm sorry, not dot com, but on on Facebook. And the first three people to like it, they will get that. Um, they will get those services. But um, um, so 
we, we go from there, and um, some people want a little bit more. They want some in-depth coaching. Um, some of them just want, you know, a, a coaching session here and there, and others want it, you know, more ongoing, and some people want it in a group. And that is the SHIFT program, and SHIFT stands for Shaping His or Her Intentions for Today and Tomorrow, because that's really what we're doing. You and I both know the decisions we make today, that's the life we're going to live tomorrow and the life we're going to Absolutely. live next year, and the life we're going to. And so, um, you know, so, so everybody gets the assessment, um, but then we start to go into a coaching, and coaching is, like I said, one-on-one, it's group, it's um, virtual, and it's in person. And um, what I find is, you know, our young people have, and that, well, all of us, not just our young people, all of us have unlimited access to all the information that there possibly is. You know, um, I I have a friend who um, he has an iPhone, and he said, "Siri, what's um, he said? What does let's get getting crunk mean?" And um, <laughs> there's like a black dictionary on it. I was like, "You're kidding me!" And so, <laughs> it, it tripped me out. It absolutely tripped me out. And so I was like, "Okay." So there's so much information, things that you don't even think of that you know we have in our, literally in the palm of our hands. And so what what can happen is um, some young people are afraid to make a decision. They have all these options, and they're completely afraid to make a decision because they don't want to fail. So they have this failure to thrive. They just they just stop where they are, and they just say, you know, I'm just I'm not I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay right here, and and that's going to be okay when that's not really the case, you know, because even deciding not to do something is a decision. And so you have to decide every day I'm going to ride this sofa. Every day I'm going to sit here and flip channels. Every day I'm going to sit here and, you know, but then you also have to figure out what you're going to eat, what you're going to do, how you're going to continue to live this. And even if you are at your parents' home while you're doing that, sooner or later the conversation, the argument is going to come up about you getting off the sofa and getting a job and getting on with your life. Sooner or later they're probably going to put a timeline on you riding the sofa and kick you out the house. So we have to help our young people to be confident in making the decisions, you know, and it's okay if you make a decision and you fail at it and it's the wrong decision, then you just make another decision. So we have to teach the steps and teach the skills how to make a decision. And so um, the coaching, some of the, the, um, the topics that are addressed, they all go on under developing, um, developing your lifestyle. So um, effective mm-hmm. communication, stress management, time management, healthy relationships, self-care, and mm-hmm. total wellness. Those are, those are like the key things that we address in the coaching sessions. And, you know, not everybody takes them all, but, um, you know, I try to I look at wherever they are in their assessment, and those are the things that we focus on. Um, and, it, and it's really important because a lot of times we just think, oh, they're grown, they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. get mad when they don't figure it out either the way we want them to or the best <laughs> right. way. I mean, right. how are we going to get mad when we say, you'll figure it out, and then they figure it right. out, and then they do, it, they do it, and it causes a bigger issue. You know, so, mm-hmm. so they've got all this information, and either they're afraid to move and make a decision, or they're just making multiple decisions, just, okay, well, I'm going to try this, and if it doesn't work, I'll try that. But they're not putting the time in it, in it beforehand to say, which is the best decision, and why is this the best decision? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I tell my daughter, I said, you know, Write the pros and cons. Look at the pros and cons. You know, does this make sense for you? Make it, and I have a girlfriend who always says, make it make sense. 
if it does not make sense for you to go this route, then don't go that route. You know, go the best route that makes sense. If, and I always tell her, I said, you come to me with a good, sound plan, I'm going to back you. And if it doesn't work, okay, well, then we'll go back to the drawing board. And some plans that don't work put you in a bigger issue. They cause bigger bigger problems sometimes, but you'll never know until you get there. And then even if you're in a deeper situation or a situation you find you thought was going to be good and you're like, hmm, you know what, I really don't like this, then you know how to make, you know, you know how to take the steps to get to, to, to put another plan in place. And, right, and that's what right. it is. It's about, you know, teaching them and, and showing because not everybody knows how to set goals. Not everybody knows how to follow a plan. Not everybody has the stick to itness that, that it takes. And that's something that you have to cultivate, something that we have to cultivate as adults because they don't teach us this as we're growing up. They just say, oh, kids are resilient and they'll bounce back. Well, mm, kind of, sort of, and not so much all the time. And sometimes it will be bounced back. <laughs> sometimes our bounce back is a little less than, you know, you think about it, you, you think about throwing throwing a ball against the wall. You throw it against the wall the first 5, 10, 20 times, it's going to come back perfectly round. But you get to the 500th time you threw it against this wall, it's going to start to get flat on one side. It's going to start to wobble a little bit, you know. And mm-hmm. so we lose mm-hmm. some of our resiliency. Um, and And so that's what we want. We want our young people to be able to, to be resilient, to be able to make sound decisions and have the confidence in themselves because just in case mom, dad, whatever confidant is there is not always able to be there, then they can, they're not, or they don't have access to them, then they can be, they can be either completely secure or at least, you know, have, have a good at least 50% secure, um, security in the decision that they make. Like, you know what? I know how to make sound decisions, and this is what I'm going to go for and be fully committed into this. And, and that's where we want, especially in this day and age where um, – and let me ask you this. Would you, say that, um, would you say that in this day and age commitment is, is a little less than it should be for people? I think so. I, I think that, that now, um, unfortunately, some people don't see, don't see the purpose in commitment, you know, being committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, right. and so the thing about it is that, um, I, and, and I think that that for somehow um, has given people a, a new outlook when it comes to that. But, however, um, people don't understand that eventually you are going to get in some type of relationship where someone is going to want a commitment, you know, from mm-hmm. you in, in some <laughs> retrospect. Or you're going to have to be committed to something in life. You know, and and I think yeah. that sometimes people just think that you can just you know float on and so forth. But mm-hmm. I think that there's going to come to a point where you're going to realize that there is something at the end of the day that you're going to have to really commit yourself to, um, and right. and, and and see it on the way out. You know, I think now mm-hmm. it's so easy for people to. You know, just throwing a towel. You know, you know, like oh, I went. You know, I I tried that job for a week. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and not yeah. realizing, you know, it may not be easy that first week. It may not be easy for a couple weeks. You know, but mm-hmm. it it can always get better. But you have to stay committed to it in order to You're see it through. Right. But I think we're so easy to kind of throw up the, you know, throw the towel or, or whatnot, and it 
and, and, and talking about that, it, you know, it brings me back to like my mom when I was learning how to write my letters. She would buy me these books, and they have these lines, you know, where you can do uh-huh. letters and 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 all of that. And I'd be like, why do I have to practice on these stupid lines? Like I don't uh-huh. want to do these. And then I would be like, mom, I can't write my name. And then you nope, you're gonna do it and do it, do it. So early on, I learned to stay committed to something uh-huh. so that I could see all the way through. You know, and so right. now when I find myself in some of those tough predicaments, I learned that, okay, if I, if I stay committed to this, I can see that through. And that applies to everything. It applies to relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, anything that, exactly. that you're going through, it can apply to it. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and yeah. because we are so quick to say, oh, well, you know what, I can just get a job over there. Or, I can, or this one came easy so I can get another one. Or I can yeah. just, you know, if I, don't, if I don't like this guy, I can just jump over here. Or, you know what, yes. I'll move to this city. But if I don't like this city, I'm just going to move to that city. We, you, you're so right. You have to have commitment to something. And if what you've committed to, you find out that it doesn't work, then make an exit plan, a, make a sound exit plan. You don't, just don't leave carnage, you know, on the side of the road. You just don't leave, you know, people like That's that. Right. Um, you know, there, there's something, sometimes we are committed to the wrong thing, and we, do, and we do need to weigh the pros and cons. I call it taking your temperature. You need to figure Absolutely. out where you are in your relationship. How am I in this relationship? Right. How am I feeling? Where am I? Forget about what the other person is feeling. What am mm-hmm. I feeling? Mm-hmm. And I need mm-hmm. to own my mm-hmm. feelings. And I need to right. tell them good, bad, or indifferent. I, and, and if I'm committed, I'm going to keep it going, and this is where we are. And so I think, um, and, you know, um, one of the things that everybody thinks about when they think about commitment, they think about marriage and relationships. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get into a relationship, and people think, oh, he's gorgeous, and oh, she's fine, and oh, this, that, mm-hmm. and the other, and they got a good job, and they drive a nice car, and they got you know, great friends and all these other things. And have, and have no idea away. what, they're, what oh they what they have committed to. They no have no idea what they have idea. committed no to idea. in that, you know. And, and that they comes don't. like even from my guy friends, you know, of, of seeing, you know, that girl with the nice body and the long hair uh-huh. and she's dressing uh-huh. like this and that and third. Well, you don't have to realize, like, that's something, that's maintenance. That's just like a car. That's right. You're going to have to keep maintenance. On that's that. right, you know, and if that's you're right. not able to be committed in the way that she wants you to be committed to her, then you're going to be useless, mm-hmm. and she's going to throw right. you back out, she's you know, sure into enough. the ocean sure and find exactly. somebody else. And, and so, a lot of times else. we that's don't, right. yeah, we don't realize what we are committed to when we're in these right. relationships. Like, am I committed to, you know? Uh, having my self-esteem lowered every day, you know, am I committed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. having these, you know, these verbal, you know, altercations or fights or whatever every day? Right. Like, you know, you have to really know, like, okay, because it's, it's an investment, you know, it's an investment right, it at is. the end of the day it, of it, what you do. You are you know? absolutely right. And so, you know, and, and I remember my daughter and her friends in college talking about how, you know, they were like, we don't think we're ever going to get married. And this was the girls and the guys. They were talking, I don't think uh-huh. we're ever going to get married because, everybody is so afraid of commitment because this one is doing that and this one is doing the other. And I actually look at this, you know, I already said the ages of 18 to 25 is a testing period to figure out what Mm -hmm. you like and what you don't like. And once you realize 
you know, not just like the haphazard, oh, we go out, but now we don't go out. But, but when you're really looking at someone and you're seeing how they interact in the world, not just with you, but with other people, um, you know, are they rude? Are they kind? Um, do they hold the door? You know, um, can he cook? Can she cook? You know, do they, the, the, how, is, how does this person deal with challenges? How do they deal with being upset? How would we argue? Mm-hmm, when you actually mm-hmm. start to look at that, it kind of shapes the type of person that you are better, um, that you're, you're better fit to be with. And so if a relationship breaks up, it's okay. Yeah, it hurts. I'm not ever going to tell you it doesn't hurt. It hurts, especially if you didn't want it to break up. Um, but it, it helps you, it puts you in line for a better relationship because you realize, oh, wait a minute, these are some of the things that I like and these are some of the things that I don't like. And these are some of the things I like about him or her and some of the things I like about me when I'm with, with someone else. And these are some of the things I don't like about me or like about and the characteristics of someone else. And so all of that mm-hmm. is the taking of the temperature. All of that is the self-care. All of that is knowing yourself because you have to be in a relationship with yourself before you can be in a relationship with anyone else. I don't care if it's a boss. Absolutely. I don't care, you know, a coworker, whomever it is. And so a teacher. So you have to know where you are. Um, mm-hmm, and, and so, like I said, so we, so I do the coaching and, um, we have like, um, we have packages that are two months, three months and four months packages, um, that I, that I do with the, um, that I do with the young people and everything is confidential. Um, you know, I only encourage them to bring their parents and to get their parents involved when, um, you know, it is something like I'm pregnant or I've, I've had some kind of abuse that I didn't seek treatment for right, or right. whatever it is, and then, I, and then I help them have that conversation. Um, and then the, the, the last part of this is I actually do a shift for parents um, because some parents have a real difficult time letting go. And, Absolutely. you know, this is my baby, and how come my baby isn't calling me every day, twice a day, three mm-hmm. times a day? What are you doing? Did you go to school? Did you eat? Did you, you know, did you go to class? Mm-hmm. Did you finish your homework? Um, you know, are you in bed at a certain time? Did you, you know, so parents go through this whole litany of things, and the kids, you know, especially if you've gone away to college, you're on campus, it's like Disneyland. You've got whiplash looking at all the cute guys, looking at all the cute girls. You know, you're just free. You can, you mean I don't have to eat my carrots? I don't have to, do, I can eat whatever I want. I can have breakfast all day long if I wanted to. I don't have to do this. I don't, I don't have to go to class. Nobody's going to make me. So, so the young people are at Disneyland and Disney World, and the parents are wanting them to do the same thing they did when they were at home. Um, and so I have a coaching program for parents to move them. Um, my, I'm working on my first book. My second book is um, going from parenting to guiding. It's called The 21st Year, Going from Parenting to Guiding, and it's something that I had okay. to work through with my daughter. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. this is a coaching program I do with parents to help them loosen up the reins a little bit, to trust more, to, you know, suggest some things and not say you better do this because we know, especially from teenage years on, that just totally turns off the young people. Um, But it it just helps them, um, you know, it helps them develop a better relationship with their young adult, that this is not their child who is in their house and abiding by their rules and, you know, if not, you know, you can't use the car. You know, they're like, I got Uber. I don't care, <laughs> you know. So um, so it, it's it, the program, it takes a holistic approach because we are whole beings and we have to look at everything in there. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really about making, trying to make a difference in the lives of, of young adults so that as they're going through this adulting process and finding it, it's not as glamorous as it used to be, as they thought it was, rather, 
and that they'd rather stay Absolutely. back and do homework. Um, that's what I say. You know what? I'd actually rather stay back and be back in high school and just do my homework. It's like, no, no, you couldn't wait to get out on your own. You know, it's like, yeah, but I don't like this. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I always have a little stack of bills for my daughter. When she comes home and she's like, you don't have to give them to me. Yeah, I do. They have your name. She's like, how can you didn't open? Because they have your name on them. Here you go, honey. Right. You got them. You know? <laughs> No, I was gonna say one of the one of the, the great things and I heard you mention earlier in the broadcast is about, you know, keeping uh, in which I've always um I've had this discussion with people, the importance of pairing, staying, um, you know, keeping communication strong with their kids when they go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like you know, that in, in the first couple of weeks, you know, you call you know, you get the calls a lot and then it tends to drop off because people like you said, like, okay, where they're in college, they're grown, they can kind of do, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And I think it's though in those moments, or in, and I know in those moments <laughs> that uh, <laughs> as a college student, you tend to get involved in stuff you have. You really have no business uh-huh. in doing, you know, and, and you don't always uh-huh. make the best choices, you know, right. because I had parents who my college was about an hour and a half away from where I stayed. And so they uh-huh. would come down on Sundays, and we would go out to dinner and na na na. And so after um, a little while, um, the, the visits decreased. And so, uh-huh. and then that's when I found I began to get into <laughs> things I had no business <laughs> or going places, you know, I shouldn't have been. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. and then I, you know, began to tell my mom, like, I miss y'all coming down. And so, you know, it started coming back around again. However, I think like it, it leaves that gap open because you're not communicating, uh-huh. you're not talking, you're not saying, okay, hey, what's kind kind of going on with you? And, and and as someone who's going off to college, especially like we've talked about kids who you might have grew up in a very you know strict or uh, secluded household, like you. When you go off to school, especially if you're going in in another state, another city, I mean, you're uh-huh. like, you know, a deer in headlights. You you have no uh-huh. idea, you know, what your next move is. So I can't stress the importance enough of, of making sure that parents keep that communication open, you know, with their kids and, and even going and visiting them. You know, I think um, one of the things I realized how fortunate I was, as you mentioned, that so many kids don't have those supportive parents uh-huh. at school. Uh-huh. So um, some parents, they I mean, some kids uh, in my dorm hall, some of the girls, they, they their parents never came to see them, never. Yeah. You know, yeah. never a visit yeah. or never a care package in the mail. They were uh-huh. just strictly on their own. Oh, my own. goodness. I, you know, I used to love those care yeah. packages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did everybody else. Like, oh, Lisa, Mama sent her something. Absolutely. Like, what you got? We're hungry. That's here. right. <laughs> but yes. it's very important. Yes. It's very important to keep that communication right. open. You know, right. it definitely and it's, and it's right allows you to. to... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's the right Absolutely. way to do it. You can't nag them. You can't say, okay, I'm coming. You got to, you know, you have to, you have to give them some independence, but you also have to, you know, let them know I'm, I'm still here. Um, and I right. think that that I think that that's really important because you are so right. So many people, so many young people, do not get that, and they're just like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. what's going on?" You know. Yeah. Um, and then there's some there's some young people who go to way to college just to get away from their parents. You know. Yeah. And um, for good for good, bad, or indifferent reasons, <laughs> you know, they're like, true. "This is my chance to break out," and so I'm going. You know, until so they take mm-hmm. that they take that time. But um, 
But I, I wanted to say that um, I, have, I have another offer, and it's um, for anybody who contacts me um, on my on my um, my website at dtpageconsulting.com. There's a, a book Lisa contact Lisa page on there. If you contact me before close of business tomorrow at 5 p.m., you can get any of these coaching sessions for $10 off every hour. So it's like for the the, the coaching sessions for the students of $40 an hour, for the parents it's 65 an hour. Um, but th- that's with the $10 off. So every, you know, okay. for however long we do it. Um, but, I, you know, I try to make it reasonable. Um, some students um, I've had, I've worked with students at Spelman. I've worked with students at Clark Atlanta University because I'm out of um, Atlanta. I'm a student in um, Phoenix. And some of them don't want their parents to know that they're even talking to anyone, and that's fine. And, of course, right. you know, on a student's right. budget, it's a little, a little difficult. Um, but then right. some parents will will um, secure these services for their for their young person okay. because they want to make sure that idea. their young person yeah and so they understand that this is completely confidential and so they they they're like that's fine I just want them to be able to talk to someone and, and so I you know I provide that because I I really um, what was it Frederick Douglass said this and I think um, I, we talked Ted and I talked about this last week. Um, or a few weeks ago, but it is, it's easier to build a strong child, a strong young person than to repair an adult. And you, you know, you give, we, we all need tools. And as long as you're living, you need more tools. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. We should be constantly growing and evolving. And, and so that's what the coaching does. It gives you more tools in your toolbox so you can make better decisions. You can have different options and you're not just out there kind of, you know, in the in the middle of the ocean trying to build the boat while you're in the middle of the ocean. You you have the tools to, to do it before you even get out of the shallow water, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I, I really I really wholeheartedly believe in this because I've seen, I know of too many young people who have really failed to thrive, who have just been scared out of their wits to go out there in this cold, cruel world, um, or who have just made so many haphazard decisions um, that it's, you know, it's they're just they're just not in a good place, and so then they have to go back and regroup and figure out what's going on. Um, so I, I just try to help them, um, you know, like I said, just help in their toolbox. And it's also, you know, and I just love to talk to them. They're they're very funny, they're interesting, and I learn things. And you know, I I like to think that it keeps me kind of young and and happening. Although my daughter told me when I when I call them young people, I sound old, but I'm not supposed to call them. absolutely absolutely fantastic you know and and i'm glad that you are putting this together um because as oftentimes like i've said i have had those college experiences i've had friends that had you know some really great times in in college and i had some friends who really went through a lot of rough you know rough times Mm -hmm. in college and and trying to adjust because it, it is a big adjustment because you go from you know Mom and dad sometimes waking you up every morning for high school, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. to the choice is yours. And I remember, you know, one of my professors saying that you now make the choice for your uh-huh. life because he uh-huh. talked about you have to make that choice to if your class is at 8 a.m., you have to decide, am I getting up yep. at 8, you know, at 7 to be uh-huh. on time for this 8 a.m. class or am I going to sleep through or, or whatever, you know, right. So, I'm definitely glad that you have these services of two college students and the parents um, and and bringing everybody together as as a cohesive unit. So I I definitely believe that is awesome. And so uh, besides 
uh, this program? What are some upcoming things that you have in the works? I know you're going to be a part of um, a program. I believe it's next month. Um, yes. We, we Rock, Rock 2016. We yeah, Rock. tell yes. us a little bit about that. that. Is, it's Women Empowerment Rock, and the, the website is um, – WeRockNational.org, and it is um, it's a colleague out of Atlanta, and this is her seventh year, I think. I, I'm almost positive it's her seventh year having um, this this empowerment conference. And, and what it does is you you get tools. So even if you're in the beginning stages and you don't have a headshot and a bio, or you don't have your web page set up, you'll get some tools for that. If you've been in business for a little while and maybe you're not as social media savvy, there's going to be somebody there to talk about that. Maybe you need some marketing skills. There'll be people to talk about that, and there'll be some products there for people to um, to purchase. And so um, we're really excited about. It. We have some national speakers. One out of L.A. One out of D.C. and the other is out of Chicago, I believe. Um, LA, D.C. and Chicago, I'm almost positive. Um, but we have some great keynote speakers that are going to be. That's November 10th through the 12th um, in Kennesaw, Georgia, um, just north of uh, the metro area. Um, and then I actually recently partnered with um, with um, a young lady, Alyssa, um, oh, with Alyssa Persed, and she has um, her organization is called Torch, and it's taking opportunities to reach compelling heights. And they are collecting socks. So if anyone wants okay. to donate new socks and like bright colored socks, um, they're giving them to young people um, on who are on the streets and young people who you know who don't have. And their motto is yeah. blessing the feet of those on the streets, so their paths will be lit. And so what they do is they take the socks. And they write an inspirational message, and they wrap them in the socks, and they go and they give them out. So we're collecting. Um, so I'm helping them collect 300 socks. Yes, I thought that was really cool. So my my community service arm is called at the heart of DT Page. So at the heart of DT Page is is partnering with uh, with Torch to help them get their socks um, this year. So if anybody wants to donate socks, go to my my inbox um, and um, and let me know. I'm at um, Lisa Tillman Page C I L M A N. A page um, on Facebook or DT Page Consulting. Um, then, of course, you know Trent and I will be on the show. Um, Trent and I will be on our show, Conversations with Trent, or the Conversation Show featuring Lisa Tillman Page. <laughs> oh, he'll love that. I know. That's what... <laughs> about uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about keeping the spark alive so um yeah. in your relationship because you know, sometimes we get kind of boring and mundane and we just go by right. and do everything you know so um mm-hmm. but yeah so i have i have um a book hopefully prayerfully coming out in the next couple of weeks that's called the um the 12th year conversation started for a lifetime and it's based on um, a year of conversations almost every week I had with my daughter and it ranged from spirituality to sexuality to integrity to finances. We, we talked about it all. We kept it age appropriate. Oh, wow. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, so it's a book. It's actually a journal. And then right after that, um, at the beginning of the year, my second book, which is a sequel to that, the 21st year that I talked about a little bit earlier, um, mm-hmm. moving from parenting to guiding. And so got a few things going on, so I'm, I'm excited about them. I'm really excited about the way um, things are moving in, in my life and, and how I'm being blessed and able to, to bless other people. So it's, it's a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, you definitely have to come back on uh, when those books drop, um, and we can discuss them and have our our, our little girl chat, girl, uh, as I like to right. call it, <laughs> <laughs> our girl time. And so we definitely uh, appreciate you you coming on here. And once again, um, tell the people where they can go to connect with you, um, and as well um, see about um, getting some of your services. Okay, you can go to my website at www.dtpageconsulting.com. You can go to DT Page Consulting on Facebook, Lisa Tillman Page on Facebook. You can email me at Lisa P as in Peter at DT Page Consulting, or you can give me a call at 678-871-6506. And I would love to to partner with, with anyone to help um, you know, enhance enhance where um, the direction they want their life to go in. So I, I've really um, enjoyed this time, and I thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was definitely fun and, and very informative, and I'm glad that we uh, got uh, the chance to be able to do this. And definitely hope you'll come back on again and, and visit and chat real soon. Yes, yes, I will. I will. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. Well, you have a great rest of your evening, and I, I definitely know I'll be talking with you again soon. And once again, thank you so much for coming on to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Oh, I thank you, and I thank your audience for tuning in. Absolutely. All right, you guys, that was Lisa Tillman Page, you guys, human development trainer and life coach. Uh, make sure you guys um, go and connect with her. You can head over to her website, www.dtpageconsulting.com, or you can connect with her on Facebook as well, um, DT Consulting, um, and, and get those. You know, and, and one of the great things um, about what Lisa is doing um, is bringing the closeness, the closeness between college students and their parents, um, and, and just giving, um, you know, college students the opportunity to live to their fullest potential. You know, going off to college can be very, very strenuous, only for the student, you know, for the student and also for the parents as well. Um, and, and if the parents aren't involved, it can be a lot pre- more pressure on the students. So I, I think that this program that uh, she has put in place is going to be fantastic. I hope you guys uh, were able to get a lot of informative information out of the segment today. And um, as always, I want to thank you guys so much uh, for tuning into the broadcast. It's definitely been a pleasure. Once again, thank you to uh, Ms. Lisa Tillman Page for joining us. I enjoyed our, our girl chat and all those great things. And so, you know, everything in life, um, you know, we we have to strive and do with purpose. And as, as Lisa, talked in, Lisa and I talked about earlier in the show, about being committed, staying committed to the things that we do. So a lot of times, you know, uh, things can get us sidetracked and, and turn our worlds upside down. But the main thing is that we stay focused and stay committed to the things that we want um, in life. So with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. We're going to go out with Marika Chislam, you guys. Um, this is her gospel single, Savor. Uh, you guys can check her out on Twitter, Marika Sings, um, as well, you guys. And so once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I am B. Fly. And we'll, guys, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Have a great weekend.
Radio Network.